Welcome back to the green room. It's our third episode. Um, we are not in the green room today, actually. This is this might come as a shock to a lot of you, seeing as we've only had two episodes so far, and they've both been in the green room. And we're already switching it up because we didn't feel like leaving my comfortable house. Apartment so. politics. Right. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Okay, we'll leave it at apartment politics. <laughs> we didn't, okay. We're going to move past that. We're here with our resident Russ Stan. Cam Sims, that's his official title on the podcast. Cam, I'm gonna, how you I'm doing? gonna officially make that resident both Russ stands. He... Wait, Russell Westbrook? Yeah, you're a Russell Westbrook stand. As a yeah, I stand Brody as a. I mean, that's just no. That's Danny okay. trying to make <laughs> Fine, things I'll more cut than it. they need to be. That's already Danny trying to make things more than they need to be, and you shouldn't cut that. <laughs> no, but you will cut that because it was you. Because I will cut that because it was you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you, oh you mean I'll edit it? I'll, yeah, I'll cut it because I edit the podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he makes me do the lead-in, but when he messes up, then he can do it. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, so we're going to go by a similar format as the last couple weeks. Start off with our NFL takes for the weekend, where we each kind of pick our own category and talk about it. I'll start it off because I, got, I had the lead-in. Mm-hmm. Things that never change in football. This is maybe my favorite topic I've done so far. I'm so excited for you guys to hear my answers. The first one is Chargers blowing football games. Doesn't matter who's behind center, which was actually something we were looking at coming into the season. Like, is it because of Phillip Rivers? Is it his fault that right. they're behind and all these weird things happen at the end of the game? Well, it turns out maybe it's an Anthony Lynn thing or just a Chargers thing in general. Maybe it's the colors. It, it's not the uniforms because they changed those up. And they, and they look very cool. Yellow now. pants this week, too. Very cool now. They just need Derwin back because yeah. he's their cool They, they need the whole so secondary. Look really did you cool. see Chris Harris just went on the IR? Yeah, I did see that. So, anyway. They need the secondary back at this they point. They need the secondary. It's just sad. And Melvin Ingram's on the IR. Yeah. It's sad. It's really sad for them, honestly. But regardless of that, no matter how healthy or unhealthy they are, they blow games. And right. just this last week against the Panthers, end of the game, if you didn't see, they try to run a hook and ladder, which should be run far more often at all points yeah. in the game. At every um, level of football. There should just be more pitching. Josh Allen knows it. We'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that topic. Anyway, uh, Keenan Allen catches a pass, lobs it to Austin Eckler, their absolute horse. He muffs it in classic Chargers fashion, and they lose the game to Teddy Pigskin uh, and the Panthers, who don't have McCaffrey. Classic Chargers. Of course, I took Panthers plus six and a half because I knew that. Um, Anyway, my second one. Oh, I was going to say what I say every single week about the Panthers. I like Teddy Bridgewater there, and I like I their like receivers, I Robbie like Anderson. Robbie and Anderson and Teddy Every Bridgewater week we do this together. Every week. Yeah, um, we're a Panthers podcast. Yeah. We're a Teddy Bridgewater and Panthers podcast. Also, I think Justin Herbert might be the answer. And first of all, Tyrod's not getting his job back. Second of all, Ty- Justin Herbert might be the answer. Third of all, if Easton Stick doesn't get a baseball sponsorship <laughs> yeah. by the end of next week, yeah. I'm going to riot. Their product is an Easton Stick. It's, it's a stick, it's and their brand is called He's their Easton. product. Yeah, he needs to be a spokesperson. That's ridiculous. Anyway, my second one. Thank you for all your Chargers input, Dan. Yes. You should be their GM. I would love to be. Well, <laughs> we're still the football team's GM oh, yeah, at the, heart. The R words, we are their next GM. Um, anyway, uh, the ne- my next one for things that never change... The Cowboys playing bad defense and also being penalized up the ass. They get penalized on probably 50... And it's actually funny watching games with Matt Thielen, our resident Cowboys fan in Whitewater. 
because he knows when it's coming. It's that predictable at this point. And it, it, it even happened with the Romo Cowboys of before. Like, they cannot just cleanly win a big game. Every play for the Cowboys is either a massive success or yes. a massive failure. It's such a roller coaster. There's that, that punch out on DK when the ball got kicked up in the air and he caught it. Dak should have had three interceptions. Yeah. I love Dak Prescott. And I still think he played well, but he should yeah, have three interceptions and a fumble. I just think he's better than Romo. How many yards did he have? 472. Wow. Yeah. Like, see, that's just classic Cowboys, though. And I want to say show... he threw the ball like 55 times or something like that. Yeah. That's I just classic Cowboys when they're in a game like that. There's just going to be a lot of it. Can they have a good secondary someday? Mm-hmm. I think they I really said... let two of their best corners walk. Well, and Thielen <laughs> was talking about, like, why did they just let HaHa Clinton Dix leave? Yeah, also, like they released him. there was no reason for that. To, and now they have like Jordan Lewis back there, mm-hmm. who's been okay. They just don't have anyone back there, and like no Jeff Heath anymore, which is actually like somehow even a worse thing. I thought it couldn't get any worse with Jeff Heath back. I there. still think I think back in episode one, I said Mike McCarthy teams are the least disciplined teams <laughs> in league history. Yeah. And the Tristan Hill barrel roll did not yeah. help that situation. Yeah. It this was, week. That was very blatant. It was so bad. Blatant. And it I hurt to walk. Hurt my fantasy mm-hmm. team, that's for walk. sure. Just twisting it back. <laughs> yeah. It did. Yeah. It did. Okay. Anyway. We'll talk about my fantasy game later because it was the worst fantasy Everyone's game I've ever Well, I've lost a few Super Bowls. Everyone's very happy mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So, my next one that things that never change. This one warms my heart to say Frank Gore's stat lines. The last decade. Because people forget Frank Gore was a very elite running back. Yeah. Oh, he gets yeah. clowned a lot. He was no. he a so top five running back in the league for like three years, probably. During of which, like, LT, Sean Alexander, Marshall Falk, guys like that were playing. And he was putting up huge numbers. Still. Also, as Adrian, like a two-second year guy. Adrian Peterson, I'm going to throw in that list because he had another 77 yards this week. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. But AP, he still has another, like, four years to go of it. Before yeah, he gets before to he's Frank Gore level. Because Frank Gore's been doing this Dolphins, Colts, Bills, Jet, mm-hmm. whole AFC. We, he should come to the The Lions, the Lions are the first team on AP's list like that. Maybe you could throw the football. No, the Cardinals there. are on that list. AP on the, the Cardinals. Saints. No. Oh, he was a Saint. <laughs> oh he's my already God. finished AP the list. AP was a Saint. That was so bad because yeah. they throw to the running back so much. It just went horrible. And I forgot about that. And you know what the worst part is? I actually drafted him in fantasy. That's why I blocked it. I completely blocked it out of my memory. That's how bad it was. But anyway, Frank Gore's stat lines. Um, so the Jets are probably the worst team in football. And they somehow don't have a running back. I know Lev Bell's hurt. But how do you not have like a fifth round guy that you just want to roll the dice on? Instead, Frank Gore is giving you 15 for 57 first game. Game two, 21 for 63. Game three, six for 24. I'd love to interject more on this game, but I in my notes I wrote, Colts 36, Jets 7, meh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, yeah. By the way, this week, this is why, I'll get to this later, but I'm going to lose a lot of money on that Jets game <laughs> this week. <that's, laughs> I already know. Jets? Because they're in the, well, I don't, maybe. Okay. But, like, there, there's so much bad stuff in the news about them. Right. Buy low. Buy very low, Cam. You're a stock man. Yeah. <laughs> Buy low. Right. And that's what I'm doing on the Jets. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, number four. 
things that never change, Josh Allen just being weird and big. He's just, every play's the same. He drops back, he either stands in the pocket for five, he gets at least ten seconds to throw every time. And he either throws an absolute missile or bomb, or he flips it to his running back, and sometimes it gets turned over. He's so weird. Um, and the Bills in general, they just, their defense is like insane, yeah. but like also sneaky bad at the same time. I don't know. I think they need, they're like a defense that needs fans. And my last one is the Falcons, but I'm actually not going to talk about them. I'm going to talk more about the Jets because of how bad they are. They, the fact that they have Braxton Berrios and Braxton Berrios we'll talk about and Chris Braxton. Hogan. I'll be talking about are Braxton Berrios a little bit. It's so bad. And I feel bad. Think about all the stuff they've done. Trading Jamal Adams for McDougal, horrible decision. CJ Mosley sitting out this year and not playing all of last year. The whole Lev Bell thing has gone horribly. Like I might everything throw, goes bad. I might throw drafting Sam Darnold in that list. He's well, not. I know that, he's still young, but I just mm. think he's not good. He had the one good. He has one good play a week. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Exactly. That's that it. True. And but Jets fans love. Fairness, Jets fans love to post that one video and say we made. But the like, right if you decision. had more around him, yeah, it maybe. could be like five, mm-hmm. maybe. So <laughs> I like. I wouldn't like. I'm more sold on Sam Darnold than Danny Dimes by a mile. Yeah, yeah. I agree. In my I like opinion. that. Like I like I think the Giants just both need to blow shite up. organization. Danny Dimes just can't hold on to the ball. No man, man. Just, like no, no one's hit it, no. and he still drops. Josh it. Allen is what Daniel Jones wishes he could be. I'm gonna say it. E- okay, yeah. I, I guess I was going for the fumble angle. Yeah, that's true. He because wi- Josh Allen fumbles he on purpose. He could yeah. just pitch all over jo- the place. There was oh, a yeah. there was a play this week where they were running an option, and instead of like pitching it. <laughs> He, and he was getting tackled. He turned his shoulders and threw the ball overhand out of bounds yeah. five yards behind yeah. him. Like not, I was like, what wasn't was that? So, threw a missile. so, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Jets because the Falcons are too easy to just yeah. poop Pick on. on yeah, it's two straight weeks. Everyone boots on them. They are the worst team of the league ever. So that's mine. Cam, you want to go or you want me to go? Go ahead, Dan. Okay, well, my category this week, I might have to add drum rolls. We had no. drum rolls last week. Oh, we did. Well, we had hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And drum rolls. <laughs> um, my first question that I have from this week is: Does Monday Night Football suck this year? Take a second. Um, Take a second. I don't like the week announcers. one. Week one, we got Steelers Giants and Titans versus injured Broncos. That's the only way I can put it. Because I love the Broncos. Yeah, you do. But I jinxed them also. I jinxed them and made Monday Night Football bad. Week two, Saints-Raiders, not a terrible game. Probably the best game yet. That was honestly a good game. It it was... It It was a decent game. Yeah, but it didn't mean a ton, I feel like. Yeah. This week should have been one of, like, the best game of the year, and it just straight up disappointed all the way around for me. Maybe because of how poorly my fantasy situation went. Because that's in one league, mad about Lamar. in my work like, league, I had I was up thirty and facing Mahomes and Pad okay. Butker, and yeah. that didn't go well. Yeah. And in the primary league, I had Lamar and Justin Tucker down by like twenty five, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah. And they could have kicked the field goal at the end for some free points, and for, for me to win, for you. and it yeah. didn't happen. Um, with that. 
take. I'm also going to say Justin Tucker solidified himself as the best kicker in football just because of that little matchup they had. Harrison Butker versus Justin Tucker. Well, he's the just mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and <laughs> Butker, the goal my and yeah, Butker yeah, yeah, missed yeah, yeah, yeah. a extra point, and I said, yep, right there. That's the he spot. Mentally yeah, mm-hmm. He mentally alpha. Yeah, it was real. mentally alpha. I was watching the game, and there was – like the next field goal, I was watching Tucker, and he just had stone cold eyes and sunk yeah. it right down the middle for like forty five. <laughs> I was like, "That's the best kicker." Ever. I I had a Madden franchise, or I saw a Madden fr- franchise actually um, on NFL franchise Reddit. Where <laughs> you're on NFL yeah, franchise Reddit, <laughs> but Justin Tucker was still playing at fifty, and like I wouldn't count it out of him. Oh, I could see it. I would not count. Dude, I don't know. Gaskowski, how we don't doubt that, right? Dude. We, I he's, just, really don't he's doubt that. ice cold, I and he little, plays in shitty conditions. Dude, dude literally, <laughs> like, <laughs> plays. It's raining like half the games in Baltimore every yeah. year, and he's ninety percent. I'd be little Steven Goskowski every week on this podcast. Yeah, and then he went six for six this you, week. That's the jinx. That's kind of a Danny jinx, actually. Um, number two, why don't the Eagles take a chance on Jalen Hurts? At this point, Carson yeah. Wentz sucks. Okay. And Jalen, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, sure he only played one or two plays. I'm not sure, it, but the one play he ran for a first down. So, 100 yeah. percent success rate. Carson Wentz, zero percent success rate. Over three this season. I don't, I don't know his stat line. I don't know about that. Here's my opinion on that. I think the Eagles are just a yeah, bad they're terrible. Team, congrats, you know? congrats. You tied the Bengals. So I think that <laughs> like sorry. I think Doug Peterson's overrated. I think that they're a they're a bad team with no motivation right now, and I think putting Jalen Hurts into that would be horrible. I think you just ri- okay. you need to you. See, Wentz is making so much money on the exact yeah, opposite. I think Jalen Hurts riles up that team. Interesting. So you think Quick. he's the spark plug? Yeah, that, I like, think Jalen Hurts is the yeah. I think Jalen Hurts is the spark plug. Bring okay. him in week seven. We yeah. When they're zero and seven. Oh, it's. Oh my. If they're 0 7 at week 7, they have to put you trade Wentz. If they're oh, okay, we're talking about if you're, they're 0 7. You're really anti Wentz. I'm anti Eagles. Yeah. Like Wentz. I'm a, I'm a not, Dak fan. Yeah. He's not. He definitely is overrated. This has a lot opinion, to do with my Dak appreciation. Works hand in hand. Definitely. Mm. <laughs> uh, Wentz over Dak. Can All we right. talk about that? But, okay. Yeah. All right. My third biggest question. Yeah. Is why is Ryan Fitzpatrick running for more yards than years old he is? <laughs> he ran seven times for thirty-eight yards seven this week. Times. Yeah, seven times, and they were all there was like at least two to three designed runs out of those seven. Yeah, and he also offense, gets it done. Yeah. he also caught his own pass this week. Yes, he, he did. was <laughs> all over the field. Yeah, we're gonna talk about two of very soon even though they got it done, but it's the Jags. Also, why didn't I see Ryan Fitzpatrick going off in the COVID bowl down in Florida? Why yeah. didn't I see that happening? Well, you know what else? It was, was like perfect. The, it was the beard versus mustache yeah. game. Yeah. So I hammered Dolphins. See, I, I didn't bet on it. Anytime you challenge Fitzmagic's facial hair, like Minshew, he'll have the next decade to take care of <laughs> to sustain like the mustache thing. And he'll get the torch eventually, but once Minshew is thirty-two, he's not ready to pass the. Once Minshew is thirty-two, and that stuff starts curling, yeah, because you know Minshew will be playing the same way when he's old. Yeah, too. he'll <laughs> just be running around hucking too with a long mustache. So he is literally Fitzmagic coming up. He'll get the torch eventually, but not yet. Um, my fourth biggest question from week three: 
I'm going to change it into more of a question. I had it as kind of a statement. Who is the best Wes Welker clone in the league right now? And I'm going to throw out some names just to make sure we get, okay. include everyone. Mm, yeah. Also, just before I do this, I'm noting that I'm not including Cooper Cup in this. He's, yeah. he's just not the same type of receiver. Yeah. He's like an outside guy. I'm only counting small better. inside white dudes. That's all I'm yeah. counting. Yeah, I think so, he's better than the West. Yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. That's why he can't be. I agree. Yeah. He's too good to be included in this. Same list. with like Adam T. Um, mm. I have Hunter Renfro written down, who yeah. is my number one right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I have Andy Isabella, who may have proved me wrong this week. Julian Edelman, who's old as hell. Yeah. Cole Beasley, efficient, also old as, old as hell. It's like over thirty. Over thirty. Um, Danny Amendola. Of Braxton course. Berrios. Yeah. I threw Ryan Switzer on the list just because. Yeah. Um, and Scotty Miller. Which is the other Tampa wide receiver? They have two Wes Welker clones. Do they not? Andy? <laughs> they do not. Adam Humphreys, you're thinking of, who's on Tennessee. Yeah, they okay. paid him. Yeah, they did. Dude, he's making 10 mil a year for the Titans. And he's like their WR5, probably. Because, wow. like, John who eats more than him, Corey Davis, uh, AJ Brown, of course. Tajay when he was there, but he's a Viking now. Tajay Sharp. Well, Renfro, my point with Renfro is he's just one of those guys that, like, the ball's in the air, and you're like, he's not catching that ball. <laughs> and then somehow yeah. he comes down with it yeah. every single time. Um, like, he just gets under it well. Yeah, and Isabella had a great week, though. I so think Cole Beasley's to, the best. Yeah, I'm leaning Renfro. That, like, he just finds an opening... Can't any I think it's I think it's Cole Beasley as well. Okay. I mean, Edelman is. Yeah. He's there, like. And he had like the best week of his career two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Against <laughs> Seattle. I forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Noted. And he honestly cooked Jamal Adams. Yeah. Bro. On he that one deep ball, he kind of like cut back. Him. He did cut. Yeah. Hunter Renfro. That brought a smile to my face seeing Edelman cook Adams, even though I love them both. Mm. But like, um, it still happens. My fifth question of this week, I'm kind of doing the same thing you did where it's to talk about something else. Okay. But my question is, the Lions were on an 11-game losing streak? (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) Wow. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. And that is to say that the Packers are running away with the NFC North this year. Before before we go on with this, I also saw a stat that said... uh, since the last time the Lions won, every single major uh, sports franchise has won a game. <laughs> what? What the hell did you just say to me? What? Uh, what? Wait, are you talking like NHL? Like, like yeah. every major? <laughs> I guess won a game. Like they play way more well, games. Yeah, are we only talking? I'm, I'm assuming we're only talking American. Wow. Yeah, like yeah, American. Yeah. Not like soccer. Like. <laughs> oh my. That God. is absolutely ridiculous. That's absurd. Um, but yeah, Packers running away with the division. I kind of think Foles makes the Bears kind of scary. They could sneak. I mean, yeah, they'll be. They you know, they'll be on the in the hunt screen. Yeah, in yeah. Like November. Yeah, they're gonna even be though, on that screen. Like, even though like I'm not sure six why. Six and seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they went on a tough stretch in October. Yeah, even though I'm not sure why they decided to pull Trubisky, he wasn't even playing that bad. They <laughs> he threw a touchdown right before yeah. half. <laughs> And he had that 45-yard run. I was yeah. just like, what? They pulled him and put in Visor Nick Foles, and then Visor Nick Foles took off. The... Yeah. Also, Nick Foles didn't even cool. play good. He didn't even play that good. No. One of it, that one, t- um, well, the one pass he had to 
uh, Jimmy Graham should have been intercepted, and it was the dumbest play I've ever seen. <laughs> um, he had an actual interception, so that's two interceptions. And so that should have been two touchdowns, two interceptions, and a loss. Yeah. And they're going to stick with him. Matt um, another thing mm-hmm. I have to say, regard, I thought of it just while I was saying that, Jimmy Graham had perhaps the smoothest spike I've ever seen this week. They showed two replays of it. That's how I knew. They didn't show a single replay of the touchdown. And he can't dunk the, on the goalpost anymore. Yeah. So he jumped as high as he could, kind of like penciled himself, <laughs> yeah. and then just chucked it down. And it yeah. was my well, favorite I thing I saw that. all week. It was week. very cool. It needs to be in Madden. I yeah. feel like it's been in past Madden's like aggressive spikes like that, but he straight up rose for it. Well, yeah, he gets his head down. to the rim probably. He was yeah. just all the way up. Yeah, it was awesome. Cam, it's on you. Uh, the category I brought today is uh, underrated players and just players you need to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. Uh, starting at number five, Nick Chubb. And okay. I say that because this man is still slept on. He's, so He's still being slept on by people. Yeah. And I just don't understand He's it. top five. He's top five to me easily. Yeah. The, Browns, the Browns might have the best running attack in football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they have two RB ones. Why yeah. did they re-sign Kareem Hunt, dude? Why it's did just they? So much money going towards a position yeah. where you have a top Ooh, five. Like, but the problem is he, like, the thing is he can play slot. Which yeah, and I mean, he had that one-handed catch this week. Yeah, that, that was very was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Only because true. I mean it could have been a touchdown, but Baker obviously sucks. Yeah. Yeah. God, um, I hate Baker. I hate He's Baker. terrible. <laughs> I hate him. Did they Dude. win this week? I don't even remember. Also, thirty-one twenty. But one is to win so bad. Dude, Park! Damn, that out, that out. Park! Been, dude, 20 years of calling a team the same name in the sport I care about the most? Like, I'm gonna mess it up. Alright, alright. Okay. Continue. Okay. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, no. Number four um, is Allen Robinson. Yeah. And he, I, I just feel like I had him on my team last year for fantasy. He had over a thousand yards. Um, pretty sure he had over like seven touchdowns. Yeah. Also, we're coming right back to Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He had exactly seven touchdowns uh, last year, and he just balled literally with Trubisky. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter who. His it doesn't matter who his quarterback is, and that was the same as like in Jackson with Bortles. Yeah. Like oh my. Putting over like a thousand yards with him. Like, that is true. That is true. So I, I definitely need to apologize to Allen Robinson because I was, I thought he was very overhyped on Jacksonville. I thought like he'd leave and it, and he went to the Bears and I was like, he'll be right. average at best. He'll be a two at best, and he's done nothing but eat on every corner he plays against. Mm-hmm. Literally every corner he plays against with a horrible quarterback, and they have like no rushing. No, so, so no, like that you know who they're going yeah. to. Is it going to be David Montgomery the rest of the season now? Yeah, Tariq Cohen's out. I think they could. Yeah. If Tariq Cohen would have just got injured one week before, they could have had Devontae. Yeah, I was going to say Devontae Freeman would be a bear. That would be <laughs> a good pickup. That would be dope. He looks smooth in that. Yeah, he would. Uh, number three, Danny. You actually brought him up earlier this week. Uh, Demario Davis. Okay, and we're going to yeah. come around back to him. <laughs> later. Yeah, we will. I know we will. He's just someone. He's a, uh, he's on the Saints. If you don't know, uh, he's a linebacker, and 
the man is just he's a beast. Yeah. Um his sleeve. Yeah. Oh my he, god. He just having that sleeve. Black visor and a black sleeve. He's <laughs> just dope. Uh dude, someone he I led the I saw didn't he lead the I have a staff. He led the Saints in tackles last yeah. year. I have, a I, stat I have his stats. I didn't know if he wanted to save it for. Oh, we'll save it for the line. And we'll or, save it for the line. Okay. We'll save yeah. it for the line. Yeah, why not? Okay. But okay. Um. So yeah, I won't talk about him too much. But yeah, he's cool. <laughs> um. All right. So number two, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Dude. Uh, he's a dude, superstar. Since his rookie year, he's had twenty-one touchdowns. His, so he what? he was this a rookie, is his third year. This is his third year. This is week 20? three of his third year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has twenty one. And points. I think Julio's had eleven since then. Wow. That like, our Antonio Brown agenda. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, me doing that. Day, yeah. uh, but, right now we're doing his touchdown. Yeah. Um, he's just yeah. You need to keep an eye on him. Like he's gonna keep balling because if Julio's out. He's their number one. If if Julio's in, he's not getting doubled. Or like yeah. Julio's getting doubled, so he's yeah. got man coverage. You know, he's gonna. Burn and they throw it so much. Yeah, because they're down so often. Literally, they're always down. <laughs> well, no, right. they're up, and they just keep throwing. It screws them over. And my number one player, I just feel like this man has been slept on for over like three years now. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Okay. Doug Dude, that's a perfect slept on. His last, his last game against the Cowboys, three touchdowns in the first half. What? <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We were actually we were watching and we didn't even notice. We were like, "Dude, like, how's DK doing? He's got to be going insane." Like even mm-hmm. without that touchdown. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we checked the stats and we're like, "Lockett has all three of them things." Wow. And DK uh, still dude. played well. Like yeah. DK yeah. still balled yeah, out. Like, oh, and, and Tyler he ended up catching another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like. Another Dude. reason I lost my fantasy game <laughs> because, of, <laughs> because that. of that damn Dude. fumble. Also, just Russin like Lockett's connection, bro. Did you see that? I remember last year there was a stat. It was perfect. I don't know if it still yeah, is. Like their passer. Yeah, their passer right yeah. in between them was perfect. Like, <laughs> That's insane. That's a crazy. And like number. when Russ is out of the pocket, Lockett knows oh, yeah. where to go. Lockett knows catch, where to go every catch last year against the Rams. Rams. One oh of the best God. plays I've ever seen. Yeah. Seriously, in that game and cool game. Dude, so. always cool uniforms for the and, Although I think a rebrand's got to come at some point, right? Like when Russ, Russ starts is, to get older, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they're Don't gonna go like to the old like re- like oh, regular blues ooh, and, yeah. and dark green or whatever it was. No, I was thinking like wet old old. Yeah. Okay, like the hey. like royal blue with like the gray helmet. Oh, yeah, like yeah. the Bo Jackson. Yeah. As Russ becomes retro, so do the Seahawks. Yeah, I like. Okay, it's weird you put a tagline. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing their branding for them. If they do this, we're suing them. Anyway. Dude, also just Let last, last <laughs> that about Lockett. He's had 22 touchdowns since 2018. Wow. So, this so it's him and Ridley. Yeah. So him and Ridley are... How did we not... Like, how do I not look at them on fantasy and think, wait, these guys catch every touchdown? I don't know how my brain doesn't do that. He's, leading, like, dude, God, they he's leading the league since then. Oh my god! With like Russ going to other people, yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> like spreading it around, because like Andy always has their tight ends. <laughs> Last year he was Disley, Disley Hollister. They have Olsen this year, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, who has been up and down? Mm-hmm. But they've been playing him a lot, which is mm-hmm. interesting to me. Sure. Okay. Um. Next, we are going to move on to 
something, a, a new thing we're going to try out here. A collaborative top ten. The linebacker draft. Yes, we are going to do a top ten linebackers. Um, Parker's going to go first. Yes. <laughs> we'll go same order we just went. Okay. Um, Parker will go first Snake. with his number one linebacker in the league. I'll come second with my number two linebacker in the league. Cam will go with three. And, and then four. And then we'll just yeah we'll just we're gonna create a top ten together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we'll well the the tenth one we're gonna like it's, agree on like we'll yeah. put somebody in and we'll agree we'll on have it. some honorable mentions. Right. Yeah. Sure. And then we'll go over some honorable mentions. Um, Park, get us started. Okay. Who's number one? The number one in the league. I think it a lot of being a great linebacker has to do with doing it over time, doing it in the big games. It's Bobby Wagner. He's exactly. an all-pro every year he plays. I couldn't agree more. It doesn't even matter. I couldn't agree more. I mean, he sees the field different than everyone else. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest no. guy, even. Like, we're going to name some absolute freaks on this list. Like, mm-hmm. freaks of nature athletically. Bobby Wagner's in the lower rankings of them, physically. Prop. Like, I, I don't know his combine no. numbers no, right. at the moment. But, like, physically, athletically, right now, he's just not in his prime anymore. And he still will be an all-pro for probably the next three years. And you know his combine wasn't that good because he was a fifth-round pick. Yeah, exactly. Where did he go to school? <laughs> Utah State. Wow. Yeah. I can Marwin Evans and cool. Bobby Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> no, wasn't he? Oh, no, Marwin Evans was Washington. Utah State. Yeah. And Jordan Love. Whole lot yeah. of Washington State products. Okay, yeah. my number two... And it pains me to do this because of what we were talking about with the Demario Davis earlier. Because earlier in the week I said Demario Davis was the best linebacker he in did, football. He but did. I've been enlightened by actual actually doing research before this Ooh, podcast. Wow. Um, and I'm going to go with who would have been my number one pick, Darius Leonard. Um, Colts just have was my two as well. Colts have an elite defense because of him. The yeah. maniac. Because the of him. <laughs> He's good at everything. Yeah, he's like he's one of the best. He, I know he's leading the league in tackles, right? Right now, now? he's either tied or I think he has like thirty three. I think he's top five for sure. But he led the league in tackles his rookie year. Like, led his team in picks last year. <laughs> like he's a he led his team in picks as a linebacker. <laughs> he's insane at everything. He can even and he can rush the quarterback. Yeah, like he doesn't really no, have he a weakness. Picks. He'll no. be like Bobby Wagner. Yeah, yeah. Once once he gets older. Okay. Into um, Cam, you're up. My number three linebacker is Eric Hendricks from the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Uh, he's just very good in pass coverage. I feel like he honestly is the best pass coverage linebacker because every game you see the Vikings like play, he's guarding either the slot receiver or the running back every single time. You yeah. Know? Like, sometimes they won't even have to bring in another DB because they can just put him on the slot. That's true. They need it this year too. Yeah, second yeah, their secondary, yeah, their secondary is thin. Like, so yeah, he's my. I I actually had him mm-hmm. a lot lower. I had him down at eight purely because of how bad the Vikings D has been this year. Yeah, it's. Hard. I know it's a team thing. Yeah, it's but, hard to notice mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah, well, well, that's like the same with the Seahawks. Like their pass coverage has right. been not good this year with Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams out there. Because I don't know, there's just been a lot of missed tackles by like in between guys, a lot of blown coverages. All right, Park, you're up with number four. No, we're doing. Oh, we're doing a snake, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So Cam has a well, yeah. Cam has another one. Then my number four is Levante David. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Last year led the uh, Tampa Bay defense to a number one like rushing defense. Yeah. You know, so 
He's yeah. a beast. Uh, since his rookie year, no other player has had more solo tackles. Just so. straight up gets you. Down. Has had <laughs> just gets you on the curve. Seven hundred twenty-four. So he's a beast. And like they have a like good enough defense around him. Dude, their defense is good. Poke. Yeah, it's yeah. a good. They, I, he didn't quite make my list. Like he wasn't really close, but he's in my honorable mentions. Devin yeah. White is also mm-hmm. a very good linebacker. He's on. Yeah, he's yeah. on my list. Uh, I don't know if you saw the clip of. Christian McCaffrey calling him the best, yeah. in, the best in the game. Devin White. De- he called Devin White the best in the game right now. So that's why he's on your list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll get to him. Duh. Well, I've, I've um, said he was a beast. Demario Davis. I wanted to put Naturally. him at one. Naturally. But um, he leads the Saints defense, which is on and off, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But he's always on, except for this week when he had those two <laughs> false starts. Yeah. Um, I have stats somewhere in here about. Passer rating against him when he's in coverage is 87.0 and something. 20 points lower than the average linebacker. And he yeah. leads the Saints in tackles. So he's got mm. the best. I think he's better than Eric Kendricks. But um, this list, I guess, he will not be. Yeah. Sadly enough. I, I mean, he's just a straight-up beast. And, like, he's been doing it for years, and no one talks about mm. him ever. I, I didn't even realize how old he was when I – because I was like – Because he was a Texan. Yeah. For yeah. a, for a yeah. long He's time. 31. Yeah. Because, like, on, I saw that on Madden a couple of years ago. I was <laughs> like, he's already, like – I saw it a couple of years ago. He's, like, 29. I was like, dang, he's been around for a while. Yeah, I had no idea. So is it my turn? Yeah, you're up with six. So this is six. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Boy. I don't know. This is a tough spot for me. I'm going to go C.J. Mosley. Uh, this is a really tough one to say because he has he's opting out of this year and he didn't play all of last year. But, like, when he was – when he well, he did play a couple games for the Jets. I mm. won maybe two no, yeah, last he, year. He got hurt, yeah. Yeah, and he played well in those. The Jets' defense looked so much better. Yeah. And I think it's a huge reason Jamal Adams left, actually, was because CJ hasn't been playing, hasn't been able to help him. But back when he was a Raven, he was the Ooh. centerpiece of some Ravens' defenses that were really slept on. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of end of Flacco era defenses. Like, And he's still end pretty... End of Ray Lewis. End of Ray Lewis defenses. CJ kind of took the baton from them yeah. and, like, led those Ravens defenses to still being really good, mm-hmm. keeping the culture going. So I think C.J. Mosley, out of Bama, too. Of course. Bama, 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 of course. Bama, Bama defenders. That's right. Just, that's yeah. all, all the way on that. That's a good point. So is it me again? Yeah, you're yeah. back up with seven. So I could go a Cowboy here. Mm-hmm. You could. I really could. But I'm actually not going to. I'm going to go Fred Warner. From he was next. The 49ers. He was going to be my next. Fred Warner from the 49ers. Uh, he, I just think he's incredibly slept on. I think people talk about their pass rush so much. I forgot about Fred Warner out of BYU, nonetheless. BYU? A linebacker? I swear, that's actually what you have to do with linebackers. You just have to. Mm-hmm. That's why when the Seahawks took uh, Jordan, who's the middle linebacker they took this year? I can figure it out. Where's he out of? Texas Tech. Texas. Yes, they drafted Jordan Brooks from Texas okay. Tech. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, but uh, that's kind of the way to go to, with linebackers is just kind of digging digging deep and drafting linebackers that, you know, played a couple of years, have some leadership. Well, I think uh, Fred Warner has done that for the Niners, just mm-hmm. being a, kind of that last piece. You know, Richard Sherman, he's got a couple good years left. He's hurt now, but 
he you know he's big for them and obviously their their line is insane and was insane last year but I just think as these next couple years unfold and you know they start paying people and having to let people go Richard Sherman gets older you'll see how good Fred Warner is and right. just how much they trust him okay um okay here's who I'm gonna go with at eight okay I'm gonna go with John Bostick of the Washington football team Are because you no I'm not no I'm not no, I'm not. You're off your alley. No, I'm Danny, not. You are. Over Jalen Smith. Over Tremaine Edmonds. I don't know linebackers that well. This is why it's a That's collaborative list. That's your fault. Look, it's my fault John that John Bostick, Bostick is going to be at number eight. So now because he's a part of list as John Bostick. Our collaborative, the green, rooms, our the green Room's top ten linebackers have John Bostick at number eight. Oh, um, my God. Oh, my God. He has 24 tackles this year already. Okay. And he's a part of the best front seven in football. When Chase Young is healthy. Okay. They lost Ioannidis. Did you see that? That just, yeah. just going to boost sad. John Bostick's stats. <laughs> okay. okay, Cam. <laughs> um, on to Cam, please. My number nine has to be Jalen Smith. Thank um, God. He's, he's one tackle off of being tied for first right now. Yeah. So... He's just literally probably the only saving like grace for the Cowboys That's defense a great point. Like, at this point. So he's just going to have to keep balling if they want to stay in the hunt. Um, yeah, so we'll collab for number 10 then. Danny, do you have anyone to bring up then? Because um, I have a couple. Wait, well, is I Miles just, Jack considered a middle linebacker? Um, yeah, I, I have him in my list. Because Miles Jack, I think, should be – yeah, 100% up there. I agree. Uh, I think yeah. Devin Bush yeah. from Pittsburgh, he definitely could be on there. Those are really those are really the only two guys that I could see at 10. Can't no, Jamie mean, Collins? Literally. Um, Jamie Collins has already. Dante Hightower, when those, he's. I suppose I could. I, we could throw Dante Hightower into the mix. I love him, obviously, as a Patriot fan. I think that's why I figured you'd bring very him out of his prime. But I mean, you can't deny his production in big games. He's, you know, he won't ever be what he was, you know, two years ago, mm-hmm. probably. When I mean, he's just a leader. Wait, you said Miles Jack and Miles Jack and uh, Devin Bush. Devin Bush. Devin yeah, Bush. I love yeah. Devin Bush. Yeah, Devin Bush and uh, um, Devin White too. Devin White could be on there. Yeah. He could be on there. But I like said he's the best. <laughs> but I like, I mean, literally any of those three. Yeah, to be honest. I think Shaq Thompson, Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. I like. Tremaine. <laughs> I think we should do Tremaine Edmonds actually. Okay, I like him too. He he just gets be, a lot of sacks. Well, it's ridiculous because he's twenty two. Yeah, and he's been in the this is his third year, <laughs> and he's twenty two. So I, I don't do, know how bro. that how those maths worked out. But, <laughs> but I'm not a mathematician, but. Yeah, he's going to play in this league for probably 25 years. Okay, so our top 10 linebackers, according to the green room this year, yes. are Bobby Wagner, Darius Leonard, Eric Kendricks, Levante David, Demario Davis, CJ Mosley, Fred Warner, John Bostick, Dan's bad take of the day, yes. Jalen Smith, and Tremaine Edmonds, with plenty of honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that list, most of it. So from <laughs> sorry, <laughs> so from there we'll move on to NBA Finals predictions. Yes, yeah. um, I'll go first because I kind of said this last week, mm-hmm. but I think 
Lakers in six, in a very hard-fought six. Um, I think the Heat give them problems, win game one. I think the Heat win game one because I said this this exact thing last week, but Jimmy D's up LeBron a little bit, Bam Adebayo D's up AD a little bit, and then they just outshoot them, and that's all they really need to do because the Lakers can't shoot. True. Straight up. Cam? Cam, our resident <laughs> Lakers fan. No, I need to hear the resident Lakers fan. Um, I think the Lakers are going to win in a close five. Close five. You don't hear I that think, very often. The I think a, a close gentleman sweep. The GOAT gets his fourth. And um, I'm taking any bets. Oh, what? No, <laughs> bet, by the way. Um, Lakers in five. Okay. Uh I, I kind of agree with both of you guys. I don't think it goes to seven. I would love it if it did. Uh, I think Lakers in six. I really worry about the minutes that Bam is not on the floor for the Miami Heat. Kelly Olynyk is, I mean, he kills our beautiful Milwaukee Bucks every time he plays us, no matter what uniform he's in. But how is he going to do against Dwight Howard, you know, AD a little bit? Mm-hmm. And even like JaVale. JaVale's a better athlete inside than Kelly Olynyk. Things like that worry me. But Three's worth more than two. Very true. That's all very I got to say. And so they got shooters. At one point, they might have to have like both of them on the floor. Yeah. Playing together. Probably, because if they're giving you Dwight mm-hmm. and AD, yeah, you you're not to. putting Iggy on Dwight. You're not putting Jay Crowder on Dwight. Yeah. Even though Jay like, Crowder might work. Jay Crowder will not, work on Dwight a little He's a pit bull, so. But you just he's have to have he's guys like dog. You have to have guys like that for Braun. And I think we'll see yeah. Iggy on Braun a lot. A lot. I think Jimmy's going to be on Braun. Yeah. Primarily. A lot of Jimmy. Jimmy's not going to be scoring this series. Yeah. He, he only, only needs his effort on one. going to be a lot of hero. A lot of hero. A hero, lot of Drogic. A lot of Duncan. Mm-hmm. A lot of Drogic. A lot of white basketball. A lot of white basketball. <laughs> a lot of white In the NBA Finals this in year. In the NBA Finals. Yeah. A lot of Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. Gonna a lot, be a, yeah. It, that's... I also think that, like, Danny Green and Kuz, they're so huge for, for mm-hmm. determining, like, how quick this series will go. Like, If one you know, of them plays well, then the Lakers are going to win that game. Have good, like, if those guys, if one of those guys has a good game, how do you genuinely stop the mm-hmm. Lakers, like, if you're the Heat? How do you stop them? Almost every other player on the team, you know what you're getting night in and night out. Yeah. Outside of Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Like, you know. uh, Kuz, Kuz can hashtag Kuz control, like... It's funny, but you have no idea. Mm. I agree. All right. Um, speaking of not going seven, I'm, I want to congratulate the NHL on yes. finishing their season first. Congrats on just finishing. I saw yeah yeah, yeah the first simple. stat that yeah. I saw was, in not not congratulating the Lightning on winning the title. <laughs> it was congratulating the Lightning on winning the first title since quarantine. <laughs> yeah, wow! Like Good for it's now. the Stanley Cup. It's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be the most heralded trophy in sports and that's not what we're talking about we're talking <laughs> yeah, about how it's that the is first true. one since quarantine um yeah good for the lightning they got swept last year by mm-hmm. the eight seed first Columbus round Blue right? jackets yeah. in the first round the fans were absolutely livid when you have they had the mvp nikita kucherov absolute beast you you're the one seed i mean imagine if the bucks got swept by the magic this year that's the equivalent of what that was and then the bucks then coming back and and dominating and winning a finals. That's the equivalent of what happened this year in the NHL. It wasn't like maybe the 
cool story of like the Blues being in last place in January and coming back and winning it last year, the year before, or like Ovi winning one, but it was still pretty cool to see the redemption story. Um, kind of a question I have based off that. Okay. Because I saw I saw the very end and I saw what was happening. Uh, what do you think the process is like when pro sports organizations or franchises bring out the trophy early? Like, is there a preset like standard of time and big enough lead? Is oh, it in the rule books, or yeah. is it one guy making a call? I think it's literally you got one guy in a booth. Yeah. The commish? No, I don't know who no. the NHL commissioner is. It is. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Cut it. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I think it. I think it's going to be a rule book situation. Interesting. Interesting. Like um, a mercy rule. It's just instead so of a mercy rule. Somewhere in the rule book, it's like. They're like five minutes left, five they're up by two. It's like in a. It's like in a softball league. In a yeah. beer league softball yeah. league where it's like fourth inning, if you're up by the five runs, mm-hmm. or if you're up by 30 in the fourth inning, you can end. That's what I think. Or 20 in the fifth inning. Because then there's, like no, there's no mistakes. Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman. I get him and Gettleman. Up the Giants owner. I get there's no mistakes up. if you have it that way. It's like, oh, this is what we wrote. That out. is true. That is and true. And if it happens, it happens. Then no one's but to it's blame. not. Yeah, there's no one, no single person to blame. We'll write it up. We'll send it in if it doesn't already exist. But that's a good point to bring up, actually, because it happens in other sports too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got to talk UFC. <sighs> the style bender. The style bender. And we're not going to talk about too many of the prelims because I think we all watched like. <laughs> different ones yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. I, I watched two of them i, I know i wasn't more. there when parker was yeah, watching i watched one Weird. um but adesanya versus paulo costa parker foolishly picked paulo costa before the fight i mean it wasn't foolishly before no, the fight especially when he walked out he's absolutely shredded yeah. and by the way i thought in my head that the style bender had a better chance but i liked my i liked the underdog in a fight this close and intense. Yeah. I think what I saw is I saw one body kick, mm-hmm. like to the ribs. Yeah. And then one leg kick from Costa. Yeah. And I remember hearing, uh, <laughs> what's the announcer's name? The UFC announcer. That's not Joe Rogan. Tess, does Tessa do it? I saw Tessa. I heard Tessa. I don't know if Tessa does it. Anyway. Uh, say his leg is a trash can. That's what he said. Maybe garbage can. But he said one well, of those two because he it kicked him so many. Horrible. He yeah, was bleeding. Was his knee, bleeding. his like that little ball on the side <laughs> yeah. of your knee, his was bleeding from getting <laughs> that, kicked so many. That times. thing was bleeding. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know that was even possible. Yeah, that's true. And um, it was bleeding early, like round five when it's been kicked for a half hour. Okay, I get that. Yeah. But like they only went it two. Was, it was for mid first round, and that thing was bleeding. It wasn't close, honestly. Dude. Coast had no that's chance. That's his hundredth win. Like yeah, he's fighting. Oh, yeah, really? I saw him talking about that. Like, yeah. I don't see him losing, really, for the foreseeable no. future. Like, until he hangs it up. He just, he's so, he has the length on everyone. He has the form and, like, the discipline. It's ridiculous. Also, we might as well talk about his post-game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Post-fight yeah. interviews. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Some of my favorite of all time. Um, <laughs> just calling everyone and everything out. First of so, all, he humped. Paulo Costa yeah. after mm-hmm. he was on his back twice, yeah. mm-hmm. not just once. He got he kind of did it the first time, one and then and he half. wanted to make sure everybody saw yeah, it, yeah. so he did that it a second true. time. That is true. And then when we when he jerked off on the side, yeah, I yeah. thought that was to his own no corner. No, 
not to his no, own. It wasn't. It no, was not. No. That was to Costa. Yeah, it yeah. was to yeah. Um, after your UFC, we'll go to our movie review this week. Oh, I have so much for this. And dude. we're talking about Insidious this week, which I'm very upset I even had to watch because it was 4 a.m. <laughs> um, and I was just trying to sleep. Me and Parker actually ended up sleeping on the same futon that Didn't night. Didn't need to together. be shared. No. Didn't need to be no. shared. No. Continue. Parker, you're going first on scores. I'm going first on what? Score. Your rating out of 10 for the movie. I always forget we even do a rating. Um... <laughs> Rating out of 10, I see, scary movies for me have to be judged on a completely different scale yeah. from every mm-hmm. other movie, because there are so many different things that make a scary movie good versus other things. Insidious, for scary movies, for me, is like a 9.5. Such okay. a good movie. Especially Insidious, like, 1 and 3, those are my favorites. Um, my takes from the movie, can I do my takes? Yeah, go right for after it. the go rating. Okay. Um, <laughs> my first take was an actually good scary movie. That was yeah. take number one. Like, you actually, the plot is like, okay, it happened, like, back in the day, it's coming back now, like, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie, and then you find out he used to... Yeah, um, and it kind of actually, like, things tie in, and it's like, okay, this is genuinely a decent And they made, what, five more of them? (laughs) So... Four or five, yeah, Yeah. and they were all solid. Um, Elise, I I wrote these all at 4 a.m. after we watched it, so I don't even remember some of them. Uh, Elise, the old lady main character, would probably be the largest celebrity in the world if she actually existed. If there was someone, one woman, who could handle spirits and demons, she is the GOAT. Like, she is one of the biggest celebrities in the world. Mm -hmm. No, like, she's making millions and millions of dollars. It's like, it's like Gordon Ramsay. But yeah. like times ten, because there's it's like the worst problem we could possibly have, and she's the only one. <laughs> she's it. the only solution. No, it's actually Gordon Ramsay was a horrible take. It's like genuinely <laughs> Captain America. Like yeah, she's I a agree. superhero. Yeah. I agree. Genuinely. She's beyond a superhero. She would be. Treated she knows as, what the afterlife is. <laughs> she like would be treated as a god. She'd be treated as a god. Huge celebrity if she was real. Uh, I I like this movie because it has great use of noise, which Ooh. I really mm-hmm. like. Oh like, my god! There, it's really quiet a lot of the movie, I'll and then touch on it's that. the I'll touch on and Cam will touch on it a little more, and that was, might have been very loud into the mic. I don't know, no. but regardless, it's loud in the movie, so I like that. I love their use of noise, and another thing, they don't insult the audience where it's like really obvious things. They'll have a they'll have a cut like say it's from this is I can't really show you because it's a podcast, but. You know when you can look into other rooms from one room, they do that camera angle a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're you're looking at a huge view of like the living room, and you can see into a bunch of other parts of the house from that huge view. And you have to genuinely look yeah. throughout the entire background to see, to see like things moving. Because this is probably the fourth time I've watched this movie, and I still notice new things happening mm-hmm. in the background. Like, wait, I didn't notice that thing move. I didn't notice that door. Stuff like that they do all the time, and it makes the rewatch value high, and it just makes it a good movie. Um, the scariest part of the movie, in my opinion, is the sad truth that if this ever happened to me as an adult, if I'm the dad of the family that gets haunted, I'm the first line of defense. <laughs> and I just got it. Because that dad... Was he the first line of defense? No. Yeah, well, No, he, he stayed at work all day. 
Yeah, but like because he knew yeah. he has yeah. to deal with yeah. it all. Yeah, that's true. Because like when I'd the, be staying at work. Like when the fire <laughs> or when the uh what's the security alarm? When the security alarm was going off like super loud, yeah. another good use of noise, and like the door keeps opening and he's just walking around with one of those like sticks next to the fireplace like you that's you. That's yeah. me. That's us. <laughs> and in that situation, that's the scariest part of the movie. Um, couple more quick things. The demon having hooves. And really, this yeah. is a general topic. Anything having hooves that's supposed to be scary makes it a thousand times scarier. Mm. I agree. Hooves are scary as shit. You can hear them. <laughs> first off, just not even the fact you can hear them like from miles away, but like when they're close. You oh, can't yeah. stop that loud. That's a hoof. And that's just an extra thing and in combat. And it's even scarier when they're, like, running. Yeah, hooves <laughs> running at you. And because we're used to hooves being, like, little yeah. and just horses. And you, and you have four little... of them, so you kind of hear it's cute. So you hear it's not just... Timing. It's kind of pleasant. Oh, a little horse <laughs> trotting at me. But not when it's... <laughs> like this demon coming at you. So uh, did you see? Scary. did you see when it was running on the wall and it was just putting dents in the wall yes. as it was doing it? See, that... You're not doing that with feet or no. half-ass claws. That's yeah. hooves all the way. And whatever kind of claws those were. Those um, were velociraptor claws from uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> call back. Okay, so <laughs> call back to Jurassic Park, which everyone's seen. You can't call back Jurassic Park. Anyway, uh, this is the very sad ending of my, of my insidious takes. Um, so just to be... This is my idea. Okay. If you just had a constant party... Would the demon stuff still happen? Because it only seems like it happens... Like like, one-on-one situations? Yeah, so, like, what if you just... Like, if this happened to me, I'm saying, this is serious, I'm inviting a bunch of people over and we're just drinking. Because I feel like... Every night. Yeah, like, how could... I feel like demon things can't happen in parties, which is why I'm declaring frat houses the safest places from demons in the country. Which, with that, I am... Following with two jokes. I'm not good at jokes that I came up with. <laughs> Here we go. The only spirits at frat houses are the ones you're taking a pull of. Thank you. Thank you. The wine. This actually has nothing to do with the take, even. This is just another joke. The wine and spirits section is what I call my fridge because it makes strange noises and basically only contains wine. <laughs> Thank you. They, yeah, that's all. That's all for me. Okay, I'll do I'm my. Sorry. I'll do my score. I don't have nearly as many takes on the movie as you do. You just, <laughs> I had a lot. You just absolutely went off. I know. Um, I'm sorry. My score for this movie for Insidious was a seven point nine because I don't judge it on its on a different oh, scale okay. for scary movies okay. actually, and it actually doesn't help that I'm a big pussy and. Don't like scary movies. True. I also hate them. Like <laughs> we, I, none of us especially like them not now. at four a.m. Like <laughs> I, I'm, not a fan. Of the, uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm definitely the type of dude that's watching it under the blanket, <laughs> right? Like, or swear. over the phone. Yeah. The casual yeah. like the casual like <laughs> watching Twitter, but at yeah. the same time, yeah. And another thing that doesn't help is this movie is engraved into my brain because at one of our friends' house when we were younger, we used to turn the lights pitch black. And play this song. I'm gonna like put it in oh, there. Good, good. It's the through the windows, through the walls, yeah, whatever that's it is. A scary. Pitch song. black yeah. hide and seek with that song going on might have been the most terrifying like <laughs> time of my life as a twelve year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so it's burned into my brain. Scary um, song. I also scary. I would have given I probably would have given the movie a lower score, to be honest. But I really appreciated the fact that this scary movie had no like way out. I we talked about this earlier, Park, but in most scary oh, movies yeah. you're just like, dude, leave the house. True. But right from the start they very clearly stated like this will move. never leave you yeah. or something like that. Like <laughs> when the they ghost, move. Yeah, right when, when the move. ghost, oh, when she was on the baby monitor. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was like, you can't avoid this or something, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm terrified of ghosts. So sure. I think ghosts are real. <laughs> okay, anyway. anyway. Overall, I think I agree with the Elise being the best character. We're going to probably end up putting her up for king of the podcast, although I don't That's think funny. she has a single shot against Jeff okay. Goldblum. Well, yeah. Parker might have some takes about that. Yeah. Um, I'll hand the floor over to Cam. Yeah. Um, I'd have to give Insidious a rating of 8.5. Mm. And I also judge that off like a whole different scale because I'm terrified of scary <laughs> movies. So, you know. like, And also Insidious was the first scary movie wow. I've ever like really watched. I think like, that was my that was the case for me too. Like, like one of them. I watched like Child's Play, like Chucky, you know, that's yeah. like, that's scary as, as like a kid kind of. Right. Like, Insidious was like the first like movie that freaked me out. Yeah. And the first time I saw it was in Kyle Griffith's basement. Mm. And that was like sixth grade. Yeah. I think probably about five dudes down yeah. there. <laughs> three was there. Three was o'clock there. in the morning, yeah. just watching that movie for the first time, I was terrified. And by the way, adding on to that story since I was there, for people who don't know about said basement, it gets literally pitch black. Literally so pitch. Literally, you can't see your hand two inches in front of your eyes. So, <laughs> watching that movie and then sleeping was like the peak of adrenaline back then. That's where it's got. I will give it credit for, they talk about something 20 minutes beforehand, and then it'd come up, and it wasn't like the opposite way around, if you know what I mean. Like, they wouldn't like show it, and then they'd talk about it later, and you'd be like, oh, that's how it happened. It'd be... They're talking about yeah. it, and then you're like, "Oh, wait a second. No, like, yeah, the one, talking about, like she talking was about. talking about the the eyes and how like pitch black they were, and how they looked like two holes into his head. Yeah. And when they showed the demon, I was just like, "Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I'm terrified." Then there was the one they showed the kid kid drawing like just a red door. Yeah. There was like all the pictures of the demon and stuff, and then there was one little red door snuck yeah. into there. And then later on, the dad walks down. Opens a red door and walks right out into the And the door becomes further like literally a staple yeah. in oh, the yeah. branch. Yeah. Like it's yeah. such a big thing. Yeah. Um, We're only judging Insidious 1. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to uh, agree with also Elise being the best character out of the movie. She literally is goaded for what she did. <laughs> really, really is. And yeah, she's just a goat. Mm-hmm. Um, the scariest part of the movie for me was when the wife was home alone. Uh, during the daytime, actually. This did happen during okay, the daytime. Okay. Yeah. And it's that scene where basically she's walking around the house and it's just her and the baby home. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that lady in like the white dress, I believe, or like yeah. maybe like black clothing, I can't mm-hmm. really remember. But then she literally just starts fucking with her. Like, you see, like, the wife will come into a room and then she's mm-hmm. walking like behind yes. her. And then she literally, it's like, She's not even terrorizing her yet. It's like terrorizing you. It's literally terrorizing you as the audience. Like, what is she about to do? Like, it's just them 
It's like when you're watching a hoop mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're watching a hoop mixtape of like a fun high schooler, and they're just doing cool stuff yeah. in the layup lines, and we're like, like as the viewer, we're like, that's very cool. Quee Parker. But what are they about to do in the game against Probably. these people? And then it's Zion just going up and one-handed on five seventh graders, or they look like they should be. Dude, Quee Parker <laughs> back in the day doing scoop dunks and warm ups <laughs> and three sixty between legs, yeah. and then he'd go up. And touch the ball to the back of his like <laughs> shoulders with his head just three inches above the rim. <laughs> I was stunned Dude, every time I watched. I it thought Theo Pinson was going to be one of the best players ever, purely based yeah. off like he's still like, young in warmups. He is still young. He, Dude, him on a team with Harry Giles in high school was absolutely dope. <laughs> not yeah. Yeah. Wesley now we're in a deep high school yeah. basketball right. mixtape talk. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about insidious. Yeah, <laughs> <heard>. yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't really say my scariest moment. Okay, but the moment where I was like. Because you guys took, not I wouldn't say took the only scary moments, but the two I was kind of thinking of. Okay. Um. So I'll say like my creepiest moment where I was just like, you gotta figure this out fast. <laughs> yeah. Was when she went outside and then she looked inside and I'm coming right back to the song, but he was just sitting there jamming out in front of the record player or whatever piano yeah. or something mm. like that, and I was just terrified. I was like, yeah. you're gonna die, lady, <laughs> and so is everybody you know. <laughs> God, and we're the first line of defense. Um, yeah. Let's go on to King of the Podcast. We'll just get a vote. So it's Elise yeah. versus Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I'm going to vote for Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to Elise. Okay. And it all comes down to Parker. Uh, and Elise, Elise is the GOAT. But we're doing this based off one movie performance. Mm-hmm. So I have to stick with Jeff because he is the definition of swag in that movie. But if we were to run a whole series, Elise literally carries like Braun from 14 to 18 type shit. Mm-hmm. Like he is 50 points. She is 50 points first uh, game one 2018 Braun in the next three movies. Like this one is her introduction. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And Je- so Jeff Goldblum, he won game one. Keep in mind, she dies in this movie. <laughs> she does literally, not figuratively, die in this movie. Mm-hmm. And credit to her for rallying back. Ben, don't break defense. She comes back for three more. PDB. There's a very good chance that despite Jeff Goldblum winning this round, yeah. we get this matchup again. We could, yeah. We, we could, could get ver- it three more times. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum could <laughs> easily... Won. Jeff Goldblum could easily sweep the next, like, Three or four weeks. We'll at least wait three or four. Yeah. Maybe once a month we'll do Insidious. Yeah, we'll do Insidious um, once a month. So, like, in four months from now, we're going to be at the end of the Insidious yeah. series. We're going to be like, Jeff Goldblum or Elise? Yeah. Well, the big conversation comes when she's in her peak. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's Jordan, so we know he has his six. We'll see what... But we don't know if Jeff Goldblum is in the rest of the Jurassic Parks because yeah, we're yeah. not researching that. No, no I refuse um, to watch anything outside of the original Jurassic Park. Or I didn't see Jurassic World, but I hate it. What if we just go back and forth between Jurassic Park and Insidious? <laughs> we, well, okay, we'll think about that, because we could do that. We also still have to get to, uh, what's the show? What's the show? When Caleb suggested. Prestige. Um, so we might come back to Prestige. Yeah, yeah. We Who might knows? come back to Prestige. Um, Alright, let's get into everyone's favorite segment. Trap Game. Yeah. Um... Park, I know you got to... Actually, I'll go first because I don't have a great one. Um, I went actually 
a football game this week instead of a, just a lifestyle thing. Okay. Um, I went Packers versus the Falcons on Monday Night Football. Bad. Packers are riding high, and I've been slandering Matt Ryan all year. And the entire so world. I just, yeah, so I just know that's coming. Um, It'll be a battle. Todd Gurley's going to decide to have a good game. <laughs> yeah, probably. Calvin Ridley, we already talked about. Julio Jones is Julio Jones. And Russell Gage is probably going to get hit four times real hard and have a few. If you don't, if you haven't seen, <laughs> Russell Gage takes by far the most hits in the NFL. He only runs slants right to the middle linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Ryan does not help him at all. No. Throws it right, maybe two feet behind where the linebacker is going to be. Yeah. Every single time, helmet to helmet contact. I don't know how Russell Gage is still surviving. <laughs> well, he's not really. I, hardly. I do have kind of a trap game. Um, my roommate brought a dog to the house this week. Okay. So I'm not getting any homework done, but yeah. I'm very happy about dog it. So it's trap. not really a trap. I don't care about the homework, yeah. to be honest. It's a dog. Yeah. And that's the trap. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah. Cam? Also, uh, I just realized I did not virtually attend that 6 p.m. class that we were gonna, I was going to attend during this podcast. Wow. <laughs> Whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I hate to see you. Whatever. You really do. It doesn't really matter. Um, my uh, trap game for this week is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Miami Dolphins. Oh my gosh, I love this one so Dude, much, Cam. The Dolphins are coming off literally a blowout win against the Jaguars. Yeah. Where's the game? Uh, it's in Miami. Okay, dude. It's in Miami. Think about how far that flight is. Yes. A long flight. Seattle coming off After a huge game. A huge game against the Cowboys, where literally, I mean, they could have had it over DK realistically towards that touchdown. That's true. And, you know, they had to battle through, but that's testament to Russ. Like, he's a beast, so I think the Seahawks will get it done, but that definitely is a trap game. Yeah. And... Kind of like what Danny said, another trap game I have is going downtown. Oh, and oh yeah, <laughs> and Cam's, I, and Cam's falling for that I've trap. I've fallen Many victim to Milwaukee. it. Yes, okay. yes, Milwaukee, <laughs> like Trinity, you know. Oh, Trinity. You know, oh, yeah. you go down there, <laughs> and you're like, I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah, you know, you're excited. And then right. you literally go on that first bar to order a drink. Yeah. And it's like eight bucks. Yep. <laughs> now, I could come to Whitewater. Yes, you could. And get literally a liter Long Island for $4. Yes. Then you have $4 left to put on blackjack in the corner. And double it. Come on now. <laughs> what are you talking drinks. about here? So, that's mine. That's such a good Those are actually two really good ones. Milwaukee has trapped me 17 times yeah. probably in the last month. Anyway, uh, I just have one trap game. It is a technically a real game, the Jets Broncos, but the actual trap is my bets for this Thursday because I already know I'm gonna put a lot of money on this game because it's absolutely horrible, absolutely horrible. I was actually thinking about it. it might be the worst football game of the last five years, genuinely. And I've thought back to it a little bit. I remember I was in a B Dubs one time, probably within five years ago, watching a game where literally the Jags and I think Jags and Titans were playing, and they gave up. They literally gave up during the game, and the announcers were like, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, these <laughs> defenses have literally given up. It was like 35-30. So you final. think that's what's coming this this Thursday night? I don't know, because it's so early, and I think that was later in the season, so okay. they kind of could mm-hmm. give up. Like, technically, these teams, in theory, could still they do could something, up. but they won't. And it's one of the worst things I've ever seen 
but I'm going to watch it because it's football. Mm. And if I'm going to want to be entertained by it, I'm going to have to have action on it. And Who do you think? I'm going to ask you for a few bets on it. Oh, boy. Um, you don't have to I do like, looked at I anything. literally, I just want to do like money line. Okay. And maybe some performers you think are going to do well in that game. Hold on. Let me just look at it. Cut this part. And then we can. I can give you actual. Actual, actual. Okay. So my... A couple bets for you this week. I wasn't going to give any, but since Dan forced me to. The spread is literally even on this game. Vegas has given this a coin flip. It's ridiculous. I never see anything like this. <laughs> That's um, how you know your take is right. Yes. Your, literally. Your trap game are like... <laughs> this, like this Vegas doesn't trap. know. When Vegas doesn't know, they're both 110. Over-unders 40. Of course, a super round number. Both mm-hmm. teams are going to over around 20. 20. Yeah. <laughs> so Vegas, of course, trapping me there. Then I take a look. Broncos are 2-1 and one against the spread. The Jets are 0-3 against the spread. Well, what do I think is a better chance? The horrible Broncos have are going to be 3-1 and one against the spread or the very horrible Jets being 0-4? Can a team be 0-4 against the Like, there isn't even a spread here, but like, oh, God. This is, I'm talking myself into betting it right now. You can hear it happening. I'll probably do a prop or something. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have money on it regardless. Um, my, I'm going to do a score prediction. I think we should all do a score prediction so I can make a poll. <laughs> okay. So I can make a poll. <laughs> okay. Um, my score prediction is going to be 21 to 18 Broncos. Okay. Um, just because it's right at that 40 mark. Yeah. And barely below. Yeah. Because I, I think like this that. game just barely disappoints. Okay. Okay. But disappoints Can. in every other fashion. Um, I think the Broncos take it in a twenty-four to twenty-one victory. Oh, I like that. Okay. Um, I'm also thinking around there. I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do twenty-two to thirteen Broncos. Okay. I the Jets. I just don't know how they're off. Like Bouye's on Chris Hogan. Bouye's on Chris Hogan. I don't know who their CB2 is. Maybe. I don't know who their um, CB2 is, but um, it can't be worse than Braxton Berrios. It can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It can't. <laughs> it can't. It physically G. can't. It physically can't, G. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my trap. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to move on to. I wore this Brewers jersey just for the Dan's Jinx of the Week. Oh. To reverse, I'm. Thinking about uh, it, don't. Okay. I'm thinking that that that's what I'm. So doing. this is what Dan Jake because we were actually talking about this a little behind the scenes. We were talking about what our Dan's Jinx was going to be. We didn't really have one. Mm-hmm. We have a couple earlier. Options. Like we, we a had a couple options. options maybe, but I think the brewer. If we if you use your energy right, this could be something. If maybe nothing. Maybe. I don't know what I even want to say at this point. Dan jinx It's your energy. I jinx the Brewers, mm-hmm. and that means the Brewers win. So Danny, do but not I'm, take off that Brewers shirt for yeah. days. Yeah, I'm going to wear this shirt <laughs> until I die. Yeah, good. And that's, okay. And that's when you know Dan's off the rails. <laughs> when, um, when he's off the rails on a take and says, till I die, and that's when you know. <laughs> that's when you know. Um, is that all we got this week? Does anyone have like random tidbits we can throw in? Um, oh, I thought I had something too. I really did. I think I had a few weird football things. I don't. I don't think I. Oh. Um. 
AJ Green keeps giving me just barely enough production to, to keep on my roster. And I'm not just saying the first three weeks. I mean, like, the last three years. <laughs> He's been on your team for the last three years? I think so. I don't know if it was two years ago. Didn't you take him with your fifth round pick last year? Yeah, and, but he, hey, he was on the IR, so, like. Dude, I don't understand. Because the thing is. He's, it's besides, over. The AJ Green is over. Yeah. Besides this year, he's, every time he's been on the field, he's been elite. It would be so smart for the Bengals to toss, or for the Packers to toss a first to the Bengals for AJ I don't know. They need to toss lie. a first. Well, yeah, they wouldn't have to toss a first, but like a second. Okay. Second um, or third, they could. I think sorry. it would be. Oh, and Jordan Reed shouldn't be playing football. No, not on the, especially not on the turf that, like, no. has been known to be giving people injuries yeah. this year. Like, dude, your you neck can't. broke. Or was it oh, you're just saying in general. In general, dude. The guy shouldn't be playing football. Yeah. There's there's two names on that list. They're both former Washington football players. Who are you gonna are you gonna say? Alex Smith. Alex Smith, yeah. I was actually just They were both on a team at the same Smith. time. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. By the way, I heard something this week, this is the last thing I'm saying. Um someone said like Haskins was so bad that they should look at Alex Smith. Dude, he you can't convince me he can walk. No. What? Did you see his you leg can't after put surgery? Alex Smith in a game. You cannot put him in a game. Dude, his leg curves yeah. at the cap. No, you can't put him in a Literally. game. That's my final statement. I refuse to watch football if Alex Smith is playing. <laughs> and that's the end football. of our podcast today. <laughs> uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. That's sure. All I got. Why not?